Tokido spotted using Yurian, Mago migrating to Chun-Li, and it looks like Haitani's been hanging out with Laura recently. Catalyst has been snooping around the CFN profiles of some of Street Fighter V's top players to see who's exploring potential new characters for the game's fifth season, and he's found some intriguing results so far. Plus, I learned how to Daigo, and you can too. All that, and we check the mailbag on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Perfect. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and I am joined by a potentially salty John Velociraptor Guerrero. I am salty for sure right now, and the reason why is because, you guessed it, I just played Street Fighter um, online. If those of you that have been keeping up with the front page know that I just wrote a, an article, I guess it would have been Tuesday night, about how like kind of the netcode is the next big thing that Capcom should be paying attention to. There have been a handful of big things that they've paid attention to and fixed. Some they haven't, but netcode seems to be the biggest problem right now. And it's taking the fun out of their game more than anything else. So I was just playing online. I have a tournament this weekend, so I'm trying to practice up. And uh, I, I lost miserably. And I say all of that to to qualify what I'm going to say next. And um, it's that it was my fault 100%. Uh, I didn't notice any any hiccups in the gameplay or anything like that. That's not to say there aren't. There absolutely are. But in this particular instance, as I was thinking about it, uh, all of my being wanted to say that the reason I lost to this particular Balrog player and a few others before him uh, was because of something other than my fault, but it, it super wasn't. I didn't DP when he jumped in at the end, and then when he swept and I blocked it, I didn't punish because I was frozen up because it was one of those last-minute situations where the tensions are high and you don't play like you normally play because you're just worried about not dying. And uh, ugh, and, and I still feel it doesn't make it any better. I still feel that sickness in the in the pit of my stomach. I actually told John, I texted him, I'm like, I'm gonna have to wait five minutes before we do the recording today because I need to meditate and get myself into somewhere of an okay space before we start recording. But yeah. I said, screw that noise. You're coming on the podcast, and I want to hear the salt right there. So, but yeah. There, but but uh, <laughs> I guess I, I say this one to just to just fume, and I think most people that are listening, if not every single last one of them, can relate. Sometimes it's just your fault and it sucks and that is something that you can work on and get better at next time So look forward at having the DPS or not and just hating yourself, but there it is Now that we're started off on such a good note. Let's do some event hubs podcasting. Yeah, hey, you know what? I, I like how you put the blame on yourself, but screw that. I'm gonna blame the freaking net code I'm gonna blame the internet. I'm gonna it's blame definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's, screw all that um, and, and you guys could probably hear it in my voice actually, but uh, my kids went back to school here for winter break, of course, so I am sick again. Oh, I'm and sorry. Yeah, those who, of you who do not have kids, get ready for that. Look forward to that. I went through um, my 20s pretty much uh, um, just like I'm, I remember telling my coworkers, like, I almost never get sick. It's great. And now I have kids and I get sick. I say that time. to people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my days are numbered. Yep. Look forward to that. But anyway, so... Uh, let's get into it here and talk about Street Fighter V usage of what we're seeing right now uh, out in the community, particularly the big you know pro players and whatnot. And, and I want to get us started here by saying that switching off of a main doesn't happen commonly for ranked accounts of pro players. It does happen, um, but these are accounts that are, are typically um, experimenting with like one or two characters overall outside of their mains, maybe. So while uh, while, while a character may not stick. 
uh, the fact that the sim player is even messing around for a while, looking at these other options, and you know, it, it, that is a very solid indicator that one they might be going elsewhere, or, and two that these characters at least have some pretty good juice to them here in season five, where they are worth looking at because it's pretty rare that you see pros, and there might be an example here, like even look at a character that's like not that good, right? So. Well, they might test it out a little bit, but if they're playing for any length of time, yeah. uh, then I would say, yeah. And and to qualify that, too, like I've seen Daigo get beaten by something and then go straight into training mode and just set that up over and over again to figure out the ranges to beat something. I should do that more often, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's not quite the same thing what we're talking about here. The, t- like fully taking on a new character. Um, yeah, I can pretty much agree. I do think that the, I've seen the pros all cycle through and kind of study um study other characters by playing them online and right now is a time for that to happen because the game has been turned on its head in some respects and we got to turn over every stone once again to see what's underneath um but yeah i can i can still digest for the most part that if they're playing another character it's because they're kind of seriously entertaining the at least the possibility of taking them further yeah and and, and they feel like they especially have to lab against this character right Mm -hmm. because they're going to be placing uh playing against that character quite a bit would be the assumption so absolutely getting into it we're going to start here with chun li uh, Fujimura, who's well-known for Ibuki, which we'll get into here in a second, um, he has been messing with her. Although, again, it definitely appears that Ibuki is still his main. Um, Mago seems to have completely switched over to Chun-Li now. Mago is definitely a tears enthusiast, which is a term yes. we'll be using here quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> but he seems, if it's even possible, to be more locked in on Chun-Li than he was previously. Uh, and, of course, you know he played Karen in Season 4. Uh, I think not exclusively because he had some cami in there, uh, but there it is. Uh, also, mm-hmm. uh, NL, uh, he was generally considered an Akuma main. I also played a little bit of Kami in Season 4. Uh, now he's logging a solid amount of time with Chun-Li, uh, but also a little bit of Ryu and still Akuma, right? Let, uh, me, let me tell you, too, really quick, as far as NL goes, I just did an interview with Oil King that also went up on Tuesday evening, and he and NL are training partners, and I was asking him specifically about Rashid, because uh, him being like a potential top tier that gets nerfed down to a not-so-viable tier... Um, and Oil King said that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro player and I'm going to play who I have to to win. I'll right. try to stick with Rashid. But also I play with NL. That dude jumps to whoever he thinks he can or whoever he thinks he can win with. Like he was, it was, uh, was he start with Ryu and then he went to Kami. And then when Kami got nerfed, zip right over to Akuma. Like whatever gets the job done. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big one with NL. He just flocks to the tears. He is also, as you said, a tears enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other gigantic names in the room that if you're not a veteran of the fighting game community, you may not recognize this one, uh, at least that well. And that is Nuki. Nuki is playing a lot of Chun-Li online right now. We last saw this guy. Oh, no, wait. At, isn't Nuki third strike? And he is Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Oh, okay. um, we last saw him actively playing in 2016 here in Street Fighter 5 when we had uh, you know season one Chun-Li and he was getting placements like 17th at Evo that year. Uh, the fact that Nuki came back for this version of Chun-Li should give you some indication of how strong this character is now. Uh, as John was was uh, just mentioning here, uh, he is a super strong third strike player. He is one of the Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo gods. He's um, just one of the five fighting game gods, right? I'm pretty sure it's like Tokido, Daigo, Sako, Haitani, and Nuki, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. You're right. Cool. Boom. Um, 
Now that I've thrown you off your track, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to act like I completely knew that and stuff like just off the top of my head. But I know Nuki like from other stuff. I forgot he was one of them, but but good call. Um, but but the point is, yeah. fighting game God is back. Yes, and it's seemingly because of Chun. And it is because of Chun. Like it's a, he he's definitely taking a break now. We'll see. We'll see if he's entering tournaments and all that kind of stuff. But he is very actively playing this character right now, and and it just this guy is. Chun-Li like that's the character he plays I don't know if I've ever really seen him play another character um, maybe he's just messed around like I said um, but that's scary that that's I gotta ask mm -hmm. oh yeah well I want to ask you because this is very relevant to what we're saying right here and I don't disagree with what you're saying Chun-Li is definitely one of the front runners but you have uh, had a couple conversations with 801 Strider and noted multiple times how smart of a player he is, how he oh, yeah. sees the game so uh, uh, in such a unique and beautiful and efficient way. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. He has said very clearly on social media, on Twitter, that he does not think that, or he thinks that people are overreacting about Chun as though she doesn't have a bunch of bad matchups. Now, I'm not, I won't put words in his mouth and say that I that he said flat out he doesn't think she's a top tier, but he has a lot more hesitation. And as far as I know, he's kind of like the only one. But I, I have to ask you to reconcile the fact that 801 Strider is not as excited about all this, and you think that he's usually very accurate. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, my own thoughts on hers. I'm actually not sure where to place her. I, I think she's a lock for a top 10 character this this year, um, mm -hmm. or season 5 I should say. We might get a, a .5 balance patch and you know that's going to turn things around for a number of characters. Uh, she could even be hitting the top 5. I don't know where to place her beyond. I, you see, it's it's hard to get nuance on Twitter, and Strider's you know flat out admitted that and whatnot. And so if you get like yeah. a longer conversation with him, you know he might be like, yeah, she has some bad matchups, so that means she's not top one, right? You know, like that, that she's not Rashid basically. So that might be what he was kind of alluding to. Um, I I think she's going to be a very good character. I mean, again. Uh, Japan is, is very well known for their tier enthusiasm, we will just say. <laughs> and, I mean, Chun-Li is getting played up and down out there. I mean, even Tokido was messing with her not that long ago. Uh, yeah, I think Strider, like, like, like I said, he's like the only one that I've seen go this route. And that's not to say he is the only one, but that's the only one I've seen. And we'll actually get back to this later with one of the topics I wanted to get to or just one of the ideas I wanted to expand on. But I, I wanted your two cents on that just because I thought about it and I was like, hmm, how does John think uh, on this? Yeah. Yeah, so um, next up here, we actually have a Buki, and uh, this focus is made mainly on, you know, the the, the top end of Buki players. Uh, Shine has actually been playing quite a bit of Jury Online, and I haven't been able to see a lot of his Buki. I know he was defending her V-Skill 1, uh, you know, the Here Kitty Cat piercing attack thing, um, but what's happened is every single abuki player that i am watching is now using her v skill too that is the caltrop it's where she drops basically a stationary landmine on the on the screen and makes you deal with it and her v skill one is is maybe the best v skill in the game previously maybe it's up there um it, it's at least close right you like whatever one you want to debate is better than that that's fine but it's it was like at least one of the best yeah. uh the fact that Every Ibuki player I am watching right now as a pro level has dropped it seemingly entirely for V-Skill 2 is mind-blowing. And, and what's going on with it, like I, I want to set this up a little bit, and, and that is what she can do is she can do a grounded EX Kunai, and then she could throw out you know, one of the Caltrops basically and kind of create like a little bit of a wall in front of you. And, and that lets her get not like a super free awesome mix-up, but it lets her get like something going, right? 
So it's basically a shield um, uh, that can be set up, uh, and it also could be a mix-up tool. And in regards to the shield, what you're doing is you're seeing Ibuki kind of toss it out from full screen and then load up all of her kunais completely again and, and replenish all of them. And then we get into the freaking the juice, the business, as you would like to say. When she knocks you down and she throws out that caltrop, it looks like a free cross-up mix-up from this character because of her command dash. And not a good, good mix-up, a freaking great mix-up. A brutal <laughs> cross-up that you just kind of have to hold and hope that you guess right. And she gets it in the middle of the match any single time that she can set up her Oki properly. And and this is on top of a V-Trigger 2. This is on top of all the stuff she could do p- previously. Now she has this. And it's like, my mind is going, what did you do, Capcom? Why did you give this character... This reeks to me uh, of Super Street Fighter Four Rufus when he got his, like, spinny tornado thing where he was one of the better characters already, and then they gave him that, and it, like, covered all of his bad matchups and just made him even better. And I just... My mind is blown. It's getting Fujimura to uh, not go all the way, all in on Chun-Li. That's what it's doing. <laughs> so we basically have... We basically have Ibuki mix-ups light that are still very good. She's known for having these crazy unseeable mix-ups sometimes into themselves again. And now she doesn't even have to wait for V-Trigger to, to do it. Yeah. I played my first V-Trigger and V-Skill... I'm sorry, V-Skill 2, V-Trigger 1 Ibuki today, also in my session, got, got molly-whopped by that Ibuki as well. So GG's Ibuki. Uh, what do they do to V-Trigger 1 to make people want to bring it back out again? They make the uh, explosion so you can't see the characters again? Um, I think it's like better on hit or block or something. I forget exactly. Um, no one's using it, so I haven't really looked into it that much. Oh, the bomb? I thought the bomb was back. Um, no, it's still, um, everyone's using still V, V trigger two. Uh, well, not the Ibuki that beat um, me. Gotcha. No, I'm talking about V trigger, right? The V trigger. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the kunai, the, the freaking giant shuriken. There it is. Whatever. So you're, so they're still using, they're using V skill two and V trigger two. Exactly. Using both twos. Okay. Well, I've, I lost to a bomb, so I'm extra bad, but (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. And I'm pretty sure they made it so you can't see the characters again. It's, it's opaque, the explosion. Mm. So one of the things that's going on, so Fujimura, uh, he's, again, still mainly playing Ibuki. You mentioned Chun-Li. He's, one of the things I do want to shout out here is he's not logging as much online yet as other players I'm seeing, but still a good amount. But, uh, and then I'll shout out Cien, of course, too. Um, He's, of course, logging quite a bit of time with Ibuki. Um, He's doing all these great setups as well. What's also going on is Kazunoko is playing a lot of Ibuki. And while he's currently known for, for playing quite a bit more Dragon Ball Fighters, Kazunoko is currently very invested in getting better at Street Fighter V. We'll see for how long, but this guy is in there grinding. And Kazunoko uh, is very notorious for picking top-tier characters and winning with them. Like, he is just, that is what he does. He has no bones about saying, oh yeah, I'm going to pick a really cheap and dirty character and go do this. And I think he saw Abuki's uh, uh, V-Skill 2 and his eyes lit up and he said, maybe I'm not going to play Dragon Ball Fighters as much anymore. <laughs> maybe. Not, maybe I could I could use a, cute, a couple hundred thousand dollars oh, real quick, gosh. well, over the year. But that's what's, that's what's going through Kazunoko's mind and he's not wrong. Yeah. So um, I, I will say out there that for, for some non-Ibuki players, there is some good news. I am definitely seeing some ignorance on how to deal with this. Even like Shine was running some matches like against um, uh, you know other Ibuki players and whatnot. And Shine's a great Ibuki player as well. Um, 
he was having trouble like kind of recognizing some of the setups and dealing with them that I could see counters for that he wasn't doing. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's easy to see like you know, counters when they're not being done on you in the heat of the moment, right? Like it's like, oh well, he should have done that. So th- there's a little bit of of some instances where people are kind of getting away with murder with this move, but this move will also murder you too. And it's very legitimate from what I can see. Uh, so I still have Ibuki as a solid candidate for the best character in the game. She is really cheap and really strong. Uh, and I'm not seeing a case personally for myself where she's outside of the top three as it currently stands. I, she I does think, have a DP, doesn't oh, she? Like she, she also, the really thing good. that a lot of the other characters that are way up there, um, well, actually, no, because I was thinking about uh, G being a candidate for the best, mm-hmm. but G doesn't have the DP, and, and Ibuki does. So, yeah, mm. yeah uh, as, uh, I don't like it. I, I, I want to hope that it doesn't just come down to the best thing in the game being that you can really easily put people in 50-50s, and it's to the point where... Because normally just playing a 50-50 game isn't advised in the sense that like it's, you're not going to be... It's not consistent enough to win enough to win a tournament, right? Mm-hmm. But Ibuki can do these. They're not 50-50s. They're, they're much more in her favor. And she can do these mix-ups so often that it's, it's, it's like it's worth rolling the dice. And if the game becomes just, I'm going to roll the dice a whole bunch. Well, we've seen that before. It's like, I'm going to roll the dice because this dumb thing where I don't have to think is in my favor so much. Uh, I, 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 she have to earn it. If she has yeah. to earn these, that's like that's our only saving grace right now. But it's not going to be fun to be losing to this stuff. Yeah, and, and maybe you know we, we need to do some back roll texts and all that kind of stuff to avoid the caltrop and all that. And if you're in the corner, you're done. You, you're you're going to be eating mix up after mix up with that. And that's with her two bar V trigger two, you know, coming at you, all that kind of stuff. It's like, oof, this this character is really scaring me at, at this point in time. And again, I'm watching you know pros play pros. And they are having a very difficult time stopping it. It's not like there's no lab time whatsoever. I, I do think you know some additional lab time is going to help everyone out. Like I said, you know some some ignorance is out there, but I don't think there's a lot of ignorance out there, uh, especially among the pro players. And <laughs> yeah, it has a little way to settle, but it probably not as much oh, as we'd hope. Man, I'm, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm really right. terrified. Uh, but speaking of a character, I am not as terrified of as much, and that would be Rashid. Uh, it seems that the Oil King switch off of Rashid is going to stick. Uh, he's been logging still heavy time with Ed, but actually even seeing him use a little bit of Falk right now. Uh, I'm not very convinced of, uh, of Falk being tournament viable um, by a solid portion of players, only kind of a select few. Uh, and I'll be happy to be wrong there. I'd be thrilled, you know, um, but there it a is. A lot of people are putting her bottom of the tier list. Yeah, exactly. Uh, John Takeuchi is still playing uh, mainly Cody. Uh Dual Kevin is actually still playing Rashid, but I am seeing more G usage out of him too, quite a bit more. Uh, what and a G's- terrible human being. <laughs> um, I, I will say it's still early, but it's possible um, he's looking at switching off Rashid for a stronger character, uh, but he's also played G in the past too, so we'll see. You know, um, and it's G's not a character you just kind of pick up and play. Like he does take, like you can do that, but like you're going to start to hit walls pretty quickly. So a lot of people end up labbing them behind the scenes before they actually bust them out. Um, so we'll see if that sticks or not. Um, but JB, Gachakun, Moke, um, they're all still playing Rashid. Uh, but again, his, his usage has dropped even more. We have yet another one of the, the big seven Rashid players start looking at another character now, and we're down to three. So um, I'm curious how long these players will hold on for, to be honest with you. He's Maybe still the king of the tier list, though. He's he's put high on a lot of tier lists from a lot of yeah. pro players. Yeah, including ours. Uh, he I think believes is number one in, on the event hubs voted tiers, which there's not a lot of you know votes 
uh, in that, that listing just yet, but he's still up there. I'm just completely not buying it at all. Um, and, and I'm actually curious how long these players will hold on for. Uh, maybe they're loyal to Rashid, and that's what's keeping them around. But I think at this point, it's very clear this character is no longer what he was previously. And when top players are, are dropping you and looking elsewhere, like at Cody and Ed and characters like that, that makes it quite clear to me that you're no longer what you previously were. Is it is it more so because he lost something or is it because others just got good enough? I, I 120% think it's because Rushi lost quite a bit. Uh, I, I think that when people, again, it, the whole thing about Rashid got buffed was V-Skill 2. And we learned that was a bunch of baloney pretty early on. Um, it was like, V-Skill 2 is something, but it's not anything better than his V-Skill 1. And then you look at the nerfs he got to standing heavy punch. Um, I mean, I think it's crouching heavy punch, standing medium punch. Uh, like Sure, he's more he whiff got, punishable. His, his footsies yeah. aren't as good. But like, did he rely on those? And to an extent, yes. Time. Yes, yeah, but he had a lot of other things that were good. And this is getting into what I want to talk about later. So I'll stop. Mm -hmm. But... Mm. All right, yeah, we'll make sure we circle back to it. But yeah, I, I really think that... I really think that Rashid is quite a bit worse, and I'm 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 riding that train, you know. We're we're gonna see here in another month or two, and like there's 50 Rashids in top eight, right? Somehow, and I'm gonna be like, well, I'm I'm a big idiot, but don't you I, have I, a bet I, with Nick? I we actually I've got a bet with our tournament coverage guy, uh, Majin Tension Hand, uh, and I think we we're gonna have a 50 buy some dollar bet like that. Uh, Rashid is quite a bit less common than he was in season four, so we're we're waiting for the whole CPT rule set to get announced because we want to make it fair. But uh, I I've got 50 buy some bucks riding on this one. That's how <laughs> confident I am with this. I put my buy some money down. So so yeah. Well, you've hyped, you've made a good case thus far. We're not even done getting through this, but you're saying Ibuki is going to be running that train, right? And yeah. there's some other characters coming up and that Rashid's fallen off far enough. So, I mean, if this world that you're illustrating is indeed the truth, then you should have nothing to worry about. Uh, I hope, well, we'll see. It's a, it's always prediction. So it's like, how accurate I I am I reading the situation? Yeah. You know, so, um, but I, I again, I'm, my track record's pretty decent here. Uh, I feel pretty confident with it. I, again, confident enough to plunk down 50, buy some bucks. So, so there it is. You should do a podcast <laughs> and talk about it. There we go. <laughs> All right. Next up we have, and it's buy some bucks, by the way. Clearly, you know, some places don't allow gambling or whatever, and definitely not with your staff members. So that's buy some bucks for yeah, sure. Yeah, I wasn't, definitely I wasn't not. sure if you were going to bring yeah. it up that it was buy some yeah. bucks or not, but I was going to let that. <laughs> <laughs> and go and just let you make that call. Um, but anyway, next up uh, is Abigail. Uh, this mainly focuses on, on Itazan, uh, Storm Kubo, and Punko, but also a little bit of uh, Problem X, um, Evo Champion there. Um, and Abigail is a pretty interesting character to examine because he's still seeing quite a bit of usage again, um, but who's picking which V skill is actually up in the air? And, and most people are kind of like locked in on like, you know, uh, a certain V skill or V trigger type like combination, and that's what everyone is using. Um, Abigail's kind of all over the map, not all over the map, but it's kind of like a one side or the other is what he's what on a road trip. On. I'm only yeah. seeing V skill two, uh, not that I'm watching matches, and that's what you're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. But when I, all of the highlights, but V skill two is just really fun, right? It's like a big goofy Abigail has a tire <laughs> randomly roll in and um, and then juggle around, and it's scary looking. And the potential with Abigail is always huge because he does so much damage. But you're you're saying that you're not actually seeing people use that more than fifty percent of the time. Yeah, it's it's actually wild. It's it's basically sp split exactly down the middle and to get into it um and, and it's interesting because it depends on who you watch right um but uh it is an uses visco one the parry almost exclusively punko is using the tire almost exclusively and then problem x and storm kubo are split 50 50 down the middle on using both 
And it's like, how how do you get perfect V skill like breakdowns with that? Like, it, it actually kind of blew my mind. And I'm sure, like, you know, one is like 52%, and the other is like 48 or something like that. But it's ridiculous how close the usage is across four different players who are all using this character. Yeah, goofy. And and everyone's putting that character as very high up too. Like, he got a couple of buffs. And I know you disagree with what you're seeing on paper and such. That that'll actually translate to him. Uh, climbing up the tier list to a too significant of amount, but I mean, people are people are putting him up there. Yeah, um, I think based on how much we're seeing him played, this is the best big body grappler in the game. Uh, and note that I don't count Birdie as a big body grappler. I, you know, he's more of a brawler type, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it is an uh, you actually used Abigail exclusively in all the footage I watched, and the fact that I didn't see Geef at all from Itizan was interesting. Um, and as he previously, you know, he probably uses characters about 60-40 in Season 4 with Abigail being just a bit more common. Um, it's just not much. But, um, and, and maybe this is just a period of time where Izan is actually focusing on Abigail more than, you know, Zangief. That does happen. You know, I mean, you're, you're training up different characters that sometimes doesn't make a lot of sense to switch back and forth a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of like to focus on one at a time. Um, but uh, I think of the big body types, like when you're looking at the two, it's just like it's very clear Abigail is a better character than Zangief. So much so that Kichipamu, who almost exclusively uses Zangief in tournament, as far as I know, he actually had some Abigail usage in there too. I highly doubt he's switching, but the fact that he is actually looking at this character at least a little bit and playing him you know, up to a decent clip, I, I mean, it's, it, it's really hard for me to say there's a better big body than him. Um, that's fair. I haven't seen any evidence otherwise, but I, I mean, I've been playing online a decent amount, but it's, I'm seeing, I guess, a lot of the same characters over and over again. And Abigail has not been one of them. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I think that speaks well to like the character being better, but I don't think he's just light years better. Right. I think he's I mean, we talked about his health and stun buffs. I think those are good. Uh, I do think his tire is very useful. I mean, there are certain matchups and approaches where you really want that. And it's great to have it and he can do some good stuff with it. But it's not it's not game breaking. It looks game breaking. It looks like, oh, man, this character could do everything now. And then the reality is like, oh, that's helpful. But he's also opening himself up big time. And it's like, just don't let him get it off. You know, like it's it's if you've got a character that can shut that down, which a lot of people can, uh, it's not overly hard to shut down and to, to do some stuff around it that will blow it up. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, so going back into it, um, Punko, uh, he's known to experiment with a number of other characters, uh, and Abigail was previously one of his mains, uh, but he also played like Colleen and Kage. Um, he's using uh, Abigail almost exclusively right now. Uh, Storm Kubo, again, another guy who's known for having like a bunch of pocket characters, he looks to be playing Abigail exclusively. Um, but what the main thing I'm seeing with Abigail is like, it's not like 50 other people have picked him up and started playing him. It's like if they've played him in the past and they enjoy the character, it looks like they're basically saying, hey, I don't really need a pocket character or alternatives for him now. I can basically use this character kind of exclusively or very high usage with them and, and get through it. But I'm not seeing a bunch of people drop their other characters left and right. And if that's why I don't think Abigail is one of the best in the season. It's like, if he was, I think you'd see him all over the place again. But it's just more of like, oh, this is like the best grappler now in the game. This is who we're going to play. Are we going to see him in a bunch of top eights, though, because the people that are playing him are the kind of people that take him to top eight? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, he's good. He's certainly good enough to, to win, I think. Um, I mean, we just saw one at, at Rebel Kumite get very high, right? Um, it's He's good enough. He's not season three Abigail. You know, that's that's not what he is, but the players using him, as you say, are, are strong enough to get him up there again. Well, it's nice. You don't want Abigail completely out of the picture, and he was pretty dang hype 
We saw him way too much in season three and for the wrong reasons, but maybe the pendulum has swung back halfway, somewhere between seasons three and four, and that's exactly what you want. So if that's what happened, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have a character you were just talking about, and that would be Balrog. Uh, and I, this is not a character I, I really had high up on my radar. I did not anticipate actually really talking about him that much because I thought he got better. I just didn't think he would be as much of a factor when I was looking through like who the pros are using. And, and starting off here with Smug, Brian F., and then I'm going to save the, this other person as kind of a, a surprise announcement here. Um, but uh, Smug has actually been playing quite a bit of Balrog at the moment. Uh, still has G as a pocket character, which you would expect. Yeah, why wouldn't but, you? Yeah, uh, based on the usage I saw, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move back to Balrog as his main and then G as a you know permanent pocket. It was basically vice versa in season four. Um, but it's smug, and he's very flavor of the month with like what character he plays. So it's hard to say. You never know who's going to bust out. He plays everyone that he plays at a high level. Like It's just that's who he is. Um, but one thing I found interesting was Balrog's V-Skill usage for smug was actually pretty much split 50-50. And, and we talked a lot last week about his V-Skill to you know uh, powering up his um, uh, rush punch right um uh, but again with with smug it like and, and this guy is one of the best ball right players still period you know i don't care if he puts him as an alternative or whatever he is still one of the hands down best um it, he was switching like liberally uh, back through both of them just kind of depending on the matchup and, and i think kind of how he felt a little bit um and uh and yeah so it's interesting on that note but also brian f who had moved over to g now it looks like he's back over playing a lot of balrog again and it's like okay that's interesting like you don't drop g for balrog right because he doesn't like balrog though he he's been playing him yes but i think i saw him on twitter and I'll, i'll look it up right now real quick but i think he said something to the effect of like balrog still is sort of mid tier simply he got better but simply because he uh, he still has to like take the take risks to get in or something. I don't know. I'll find the tweet, but um, he's he's like not a huge fan. He thinks he's not as good as um, people thought. Yeah, and so it's maybe it's just you know trying to experiment with a character they really enjoy. Uh, but one of the most interesting things I saw in here, we'll we'll set this up now, is uh, PR Bal- PR Balrog uh, used him in all the matches I saw from him lately. And I'm like, wait, what, what, you know, kind of thing. This is a guy who's playing like, you know, Lucia, Akuma. He's definitely not afraid to pick, you know, top end characters. Um, and Pierre Balrog was using V-Skill 2 exclusively in the sets that I watched. And to me, Balrog seems like a, a dark horse candidate for being a good bit better here in season five. Uh, not a lot better, but uh, I'm not definitely not earmarking him for, you know, top five. I agree with Brian F on that one. Um, or anything along those lines, but he was previously 18th in our community voted rankings on the website. I can see him moving up about five spots or so being outside of the top 10. You know, it, it's a bit above mid-tier, but not much. Uh, and time will kind of tell. But but the fact that these three players are putting in some pretty serious time with him and did just immediately back up off of him. And I mean, this is Pierre Balrog's namesake. And, and like, he's tried to play this character and kind of hated him. And the fact that he's logging this much time with the character makes me think about it and go, okay, is is there something more here than meets the eye? Has Balrog transformed huh, into um, into a little bit more juice than maybe we saw coming? And maybe this V skill too that you were you know afraid of last week is has a little bit more juice to it than we realize. It's powerful. Like it's it's not it's not broken, but it is powerful. And, and especially someone like Pierre Balrog logging a bunch of time into it, he is he is a player who can find technology that no one else is using and put it in at a high level. He has the skill set to do that. 
So. This new V skill, I was most afraid of it because it gets Balrog in like and puts him at like plus two or plus four if he uses meter. But I against that Balrog I played today, for instance, and a few other times recently, it makes him hit like a truck. And he has to earn it, so that's kinda nice. But that happens. You know, one wrong move, if Balrog has this stocked, he nails you and he hits you so hard. And if he has bar, it's like half life and you're in the mm. corner. It, man, it's powerful. It's it's for players that can get the hit, although maybe even not because they can just use it to be plus and get in that way. And it's ugh, it's gnarly. But yeah, from what I read on the paper, I'm, like you said, we were talking about it last week. I was afraid of it, and I still am, man, after seeing it a little bit. And it sounds like uh, I'm glad if he's not a top-tier character out of this just because ugh, it's, it's, it's pretty powerful, and I hope he doesn't win that way. Um, but... It's definitely something to watch out for. Yeah. Thank goodness Balrog is not a top character, character and thank goodness that Ibuki is, because that's what well, we freaking need right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, um, next up, we have Yurian getting some unusual usage here from both Toki- uh, Tokido and Daigo. But I want to start here with actually with you, because you, you followed the story. Like, what are you seeing with Tokido playing Yurian? Like, what the hell is going on there? Yeah, he picked him up. And I believe that those that have been in the FGC for longer than I have know that uh, Yurian was the character that Tokido played a lot in Third Strike. And so he's kind of back, like at least goofing around with him. Now, Akuma loses tools all the time. That's always the story of Akuma, and he can still get the job done. And it takes a lot to get Tokido to move off of Akuma. That might not at all be the case. It might be that he has a Urian secondary that he, he'll just maybe pull out for certain matchups, something like that. Maybe he's going full-time Urian. I don't know. But the character was already scary. They nerfed some things about him, but then they, they nerfed his standing heavy punch, thank goodness. But then they made his, like, quarrel kick, the the forward roundhouse, even better to kind of, like, make up for it. It's like, so do that more. But they gave him this amazing fireball buff in V-Skill 2. And something that I think is much more useful than his V-Skill 1, and you're going to see it a lot more often, so it's going to make him build meter even quicker, because uh, that's what you needed. Uh, so he's he's in a pretty good spot. Oh, and he also got the health and stun buffs that everybody that wasn't high tier kind of got. G got uh, stun buff as well. So he dodged the... He got a nerf... And it was a relevant one, a relevant one, but then he got something to directly replace it. And who cares? He didn't need that thing in the first place to be good. It just made him extra stupid good. Uh, I don't like Urian. He can he can play footsies if he wants, but he doesn't have to because he also has the just do it. <laughs> and as soon as he has V-Trigger, he has mix-ups for days. He's got a bad DP. I don't like his DP, but thank goodness he's got that. But it's still a DP that he can interrupt you with if you commit. He's got almost everything. He is absolutely, like 801 Strider said, I believe, a, a candidate for for one of the best in the game, like top three ish. Um, maybe mm. not. I'll have to see. You know, I'll have to see competition. But I will not be at all surprised if Urian's way the hell up there. Yeah, I mean, Urian was top ten before, and a lot of the characters got nerfed around him. So I think that I think he can stay in the top ten. I'm not sure about rising up a lot beyond that, though. Um, so, but hey, we'll see. Um, but but I will mention that. So Daigo is playing Urian a decent bit, and that got me curious. I'm like, okay, Tokido's playing him, whatnot. I've got to watch this, right? Because you're thinking Daigo with a powered-up fireball. That's going to be great, 
And this guy lost so many matches playing Urien. His Urien sucks. Like, it's not bad. It sucks. Like, it looked as raw as can be. He's doing random stuff. He's, like, he's doing shoulder tackles that are very clearly unsafe. He's trying to dash in, like, randomly. All this other kind so of stuff. So he's getting his feel for the character. He's not really <laughs> even playing him yet. Is it in ranked or casual? It was a ranked. It was a ranked. He's losing a bunch of points, like, left and right, like, all up and down. He's trying, but he is failing bad. <laughs> I, it's it's Watching Daigo's Urian was a very bad but very entertaining experience because because it's like, oh, this is what Daigo looks like when he's like not very good and not very polished, right? Um, so it was just weird um, seeing Daigo like completely out of his element and whatnot. And I will just I will say that there have been times in the past where Daigo has messed around with characters like Zeku. I remember here in season four and other things, and it has not stuck. Um, and I'm really doubtful about this Urian thing because I don't see what he's seeing. Like, I don't even know how he's trying to set up like the fireball stuff and make that work. I, I just don't see it. Uh, I'm not a big believer in V skill two with him uh, to begin with. Uh, you and I, you know, disagree on that. And again, I'll be thrilled to be wrong because I love seeing variety in play styles. Right. Um, but Daigo picks up characters like these and then, you know, he'll play them for like a, a couple weeks or a month and then he'll drop them. And honestly, what I think is going to happen is I think he's going right back to Guile because Guile's V-Skill 2, uh, we talked about it last week, is quite good. And it adds a very brand new dimension to to playing fireballs and playing, you know, the Sonic Boom Guile game and whatnot that he's so well known for. I'm really shocked that Daigo's not all over that and just training the hell out of it because that fits him to a T. Um, I actually think that Guile's quite a bit better, especially with the way that um, a Daigo plays him. You know, maybe not overall better in the tier rankings, but the way that, that Daigo likes to zone and play that kind of stuff, like I think V-Skill 2 is going to help him out tremendously. And, and I'm a little disappointed to see him not playing, especially with like the Karen nerfs. Like we, we talked about it on the podcast. It's like, oh, Daigo's playing a Karen. Well, he's going to lose. You know, it, 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 it's like it was pretty much an automatic loss. Well, Karen's worse now. That was like Daigo's demon for the long time, uh, for a long time, I should say. And, it, and you know, now that's not there. Um, yeah, so um, it, it's it's. It's interesting. I highly recommend if you want to see Daigo like look like you know the scrubbiest like player like you can imagine. <laughs> Pretty much, it, it, it's like it's shocking. You know, it, it's it, it, he won't be that way for long, right? So this is your chance to like you know catch one of the most unusual shocking moments in the history of fighting games or whatever. Rare um, footage of Daigo actually bad. Yes, exactly. Um, He's been playing so, a ton of Kage though. That's been his yes. main focus, right? Yes. Like I don't, I, he hasn't done much Guile at all from what I've seen or heard. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know why he's backed off Akage to go over to Urien, you know, of all things. Uh, maybe it was just kind of a blip in the radar, but, I mean, he was logging some decent time with the character. But Kage has definitely been the one he's been playing more often. Uh, and as I said, Daigo definitely experiments with a number of characters at, at these early stages of, of a season and tries to get a fill for, like, you know, four or five characters or so. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. I, I, I That's probably more the case that he saw someone being extra stupid good with the character and thought, well, I better try it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that might have been more likely what we were seeing. I don't know for sure, but that's my yeah. first thought. So, uh, speaking of another character here that is high up on the radar, uh, G is getting some looks right now from Big Bird and Duel Kevin. Uh, Big Bird in particular looks to be training up with him quite a bit, uh, and I'd be really surprised if he goes back to Rashid at this point. Uh, I can't completely rule it out, but G requires quite a bit of knowledge to get him to use at a high level. And I get it, you know, he's robbery, he's got other stuff and whatnot, but when you're trying to find consistency, it is, it's hard to get to that with G unless you do train him up quite a bit because you... the 
the difference between winning and losing can be a hair. You know, it's like, it, it just, it is, there's, there's not a lot of margin for error with a character with how much, like, how bad his defense is. Um, also, speaking of G, uh, Phenom uh, and some others as well are, have been messing around with him. So... There it is. It's, it's, he's not an easy character to play. Um, I, I think that the people who are going to be using him as a pocket character or as a new main and whatnot, they're going to take some time to kind of train him up and get to that point. Uh, I do think he's one of the most uh, technical characters in the game. Um, but I also think we're going to be seeing quite a bit more of this character. Uh, he is another one of the favorites for either best overall or like a top three um, and probably worst case is top five for him. Where do you think he'll fall? Do you have a prediction yet? Top three. Uh, he's, he's stupid good. Uh, he was really good. He probably was a little underrated last year because of not a lot of people putting in the time with him. Uh, and he stayed, uh, basically where he was and actually got better if you happen to use, um, uh, you know, V, V trigger two, but also V skill two is useful in a few matchups and whatnot for him, uh, like against Zangief and stuff like that. So he actually got a bit better, not a lot better, but a bit better. And he got 25 more stun. Yeah. Yeah, so because G was getting stunned way too much, guys. <laughs> oh man, I I still don't get how they left him intact, and and yeah, that it's it, enough people had a pocket G, you know, I mean, Punk, Knuckle Dew, and a few others and whatnot. It, it, it's and now you're just going to see him way more often, I think. So, all right, so next up we have um, Laura, who is actually being played by Hatani, um, and uh, he was actually running her exclusively for quite a few ranked games. Um, Haitani was an Akuma main in season four, and he actually didn't use uh, Laura's V skill two a single time with Laura. Uh, it was just straight up V skill one, V skill um, a V trigger one, I should say. The standard stuff we've been seeing from basically all the Laura players who use her, right? Um, it's V V trigger two for those who don't know is like kind of like her dodge, uh, and then she's able to do it like a command grab and other stuff afterwards. Um, you almost basically never see it in tournament because of how good V trigger one is for her. Um, I do think Laura is better, but watching the footage, I don't really feel like her buffs make her stand out a ton over what she was previously. They're there for sure. Like, uh, they just don't stand out, right? Like, it's kind of hard to see her buffs in action. And then, of course, um, we we have the Capcom Cup champ. I cannot name him, right? Like, when we're talking about Laura, uh, and that is Idom. Uh, he's still very clearly using her, as you'd expect, uh, with a bit of poison on the side. And, I mean, if you just won a quarter of a million dollars with this character and she got better, why would you drop her, right? Um, but the thing about Laura is I'm not seeing a bunch of other people pick her up now. And I, I think that speaks to her not getting uber buffed, but improved, right? Um, it's certainly Haitani playing her is a thing, uh, but he also played Makoto in Street Fighter 4. And this type of character, I think, fits him pretty well. Um, also, Haitani picking her up could have a lot more to do with what happened to Akuma. And, and also, uh, this is still what I go back to so heavily, and that's, I think, Idom give Laura the biggest buff she's ever gotten just by putting her on everyone's radar and like, hey, look, you're ignoring a lot of what this character can do. She's a really strong character, and I think that's the best buff she got is, is freaking item, just being item, right? Um, and I again, I just I think people were, were sleeping on the character. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, that's been my feeling since I played her for a while, you know, previously, uh, and have messed around with her here in Season 5. Um, she's a bit better, but overall, uh, it's just it's people did not know how to properly handle her. But she was good enough to win Capcom Cup with a little poison on the side. And the list of buffs she got is pretty its pretty good. You know, it's like across a lot of her normals. But then she also got 25 more health. So she's 1,025 health. And her walk speed, her forward walk speed 
changed. And she's all yeah. about getting up into that range and 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 doing shimmies and things along those lines. Like that's gonna buff her immensely. Like and and she was already good enough to win Capcom Cup. I it's amazing that not a lot of people are flocking to her, but I have she's another one of those like she, because people haven't been as excited, it's dampened my suspicions of her a little bit. But so it's kind of like making me second guess myself. But I'm like, how is she not going to be like a top five character? Maybe only a top ten. But I think Laura, the potential now, and now that she's been put on the map, I mean, if if Idom wins Capcom Cup with her, and then the balance changes roll out two months later, do you think she got all of these same buffs? Yeah, actually, I think, I mean, the buff she got her is just basically like, here's a better cancel window. And, you know, you're crouching medium kick. Yeah, it's on hit, it's plus two, but it's like you were canceling into it anyway, right? So the plus on hit, it matters. You can get better combos from it, but it's not like, it's not Laura's not a combo character anyway. You know, like, I, I, I played this character in season one a lot. You know, this was my main for quite quite some time uh, until I found out she just sucked rocks and I had to drop her because <laughs> everyone was playing Karen against me and I was having freaking nightmares. So I, I, I had to get away from the character. But like even her, you know, her forward walk speed sounds great on paper, but I played her and it's like, I, I, if you told me that was not changed at all and that was like a, an erroneous note that Capcom put in there, I'd say, oh, okay, sure. You know, it's like I, I'm having such a hell of a time filling the difference in the character. And where I do think it will make a difference is if you are a pro Laura player, yeah, that cancel window being, you know, two or three frames wider, that's a thing, right? And, and some of this other stuff where you can do those hit confirms, but you have to be really good to make a two or three cancel frame like window consistently strong. You have to be really, really good with that. It can happen, but I mean, we're talking about punk level, you know, reactions and stuff like that, which which Idom clearly has, right? Um, he's just damn good, and, and I really think again, this is what I go back to, and you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, it's just I I just don't see it. Well, we'll see, uh, and and you might be right. Like it wouldn't be the craziest thing to ever happen in my world in my life if she wasn't up there. And if only a Haitani and uh, Idom end up playing her, well, it'll kind of depend on those two to prove it or not. So, uh, but I, I really think that those guys will go far with her. The only other thing is that maybe a lot of characters got way buffed around her, and that's what's going to keep her like kind of, kind of at arm's length from the from the tippy top mm. tiers, something like that. Because I like hear Poison got super good now mm. too, and maybe Idom's just like, yeah, Laura's great, but like I'm just going to go with this Poison mm. thing. So that kind of thing could happen too. Gotcha. Gotcha. So next up we have Gil. And uh, this is a character that was reported to be like super low tier. Uh, I think Japan had him as like, you know, one of the worst characters in the game initially. Um, but the usage I am seeing with this character is definitely not reflective of that so far. Uh, I'm seeing a number of people play around with him, notably Infiltration, 801 Strider, Dankadius, uh, Akenu, and, and a number of others are looking to put in a good amount of time with this character. Oh, Nemo? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Of course, Nemo. Um, it, it's there's a, there's a number of people, and, and I mean, even, you know, not super pro level notable names like picking him and using him it's to the point now where this character is seeing enough usage where i'm like i don't see a scenario where he is not a tournament viable character i'm not saying winning a bunch of tournaments i'm saying like oh if you play in tournament you're probably going to see this guy at some point and again i don't think he's super awesome i just see him being a factor in tournament play as season five rolls on where it's like there's a handful of people playing him and they're doing some good stuff and it's like okay yeah this is this is a character he is very much a presence in this game and you've got to account for him yeah he's got a lot of popularity through and through you see gills he's one of those characters that pops up a lot when you're just playing online 
and that's not necessarily against any names. It's just the people that pop up. Uh, I have I have run into Duncan Diaz though, and already he's he's the character is pretty solid in what he does, and then once he opens you up, he just goes crazy. But the fact that he has to play fairly solid at first, and uh, I mean he's got good anti-airs. His crouching fierce is freaking fast for a crouching fierce, or um, and also the kick. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of more so. But he can do like anti-airs with either one of them. He doesn't have a DP, but he definitely has the the ability to swat you out of the air and swat you hard too, especially if um like any of the uh, retribution mechanic is involved. Uh, I think it is with the the roundhouse, but. Uh, he's he's really good. He's solid, but he might not be amazing enough mm-hmm. to to get people to jump off of other characters. Like I think Urian's a better character than Gil, and they're sort of in a similar camp as to how you would like. I think the same type of player that's that's looking for uh, something specific in the game would try either character. I mean, they have very similar moves. They have kind of similar movement. Um, so, and, and I think at the end of the day, if you're trying to win, you play, you probably play Urian, but Gil has a lot of razzle dazzle and I bet you that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I haven't messed around with him much myself, but I think people are going to have a lot of fun doing that stuff. And so some people are just going to want to play him just because they're not even trying to win. They're trying to set up the cool stuff and have fun doing it. Yeah. And, uh, but he has tools for days. He's very interesting. I think he'll be one of those characters that gets a lot of play no matter what. But he is super technical, and it's going to be really hard to be really good with him because you're juggling so many things yourself and keeping track of so many things at the same time. So Yeah. Watch out for his crouching light punch, too. Uh, I swear that thing is... Um, uh, they they used to talk about Barog's crouching light punch in in Street Fighter Four. Justin Wong would always say it, it says three frames on the frame data, but I swear that sucker's two point five. Um, <laughs> Gil's crouching light punch is maybe the cr- best crouching light punch three frame normal in the entire game. It is so good. It alters his hurt box. The hit box on it is dynamite. It's fast as all hell. He can get some stuff off of it. it it's it's really good. So. Um, uh, it just that thing terrifies me. So maybe I haven't labbed it enough, and, and I'm like overreacting to it. But when I've been playing against skill players, it's like they'll throw it out there, and you know, and you think of like like G's uh, uh, like crouching light punch, how good that is. I think Gills is even better, like and, and, and like substantially better. I'll I'll freaking say it. I'll I'll go on. I think it's substan- again the best in the game. Um, it is pretty. Is it wild. because it reaches so far? Because he's like a big character with big, thick, meaty hands, and so it goes farther than than what you would expect from a light punch. Or? Yes, it goes far. It just got a great hit and hurt box. Uh, it's got good frame data on it, and in terms of like you know, it's only plus three, so it's not like you're getting a lot off of it. But again, on counter hit, that's plus five, right? So you're able to chain it into uh, link it, I should say, into some other stuff and get some things going off of it. So I mean, we'll see. Um, but I just I, I have nightmares of trying to pressure this guy properly and just having him kind of ping that you know over and over again and just interrupting stuff that I think like would frame trap him. And it's like, oh no, that doesn't frame trap because the hit and hurt box on it is so strong so it's, I hope it's that that's good. just you because if that's a thing that sucks yeah it's a, it, that's how he's balanced because he does not have any kind of ex reversal right it, that is his main defensive tool and he's able to like i said it's it, compare it to g's but i think it's better and and you go ooh, yeah so it's it's real good so sweet 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, we've already covered him a little bit, so we're going to go very quickly here, but that's Kage. Um, Cyril Blast has actually been putting in some effort to, to learn him. Uh, Cyril Blast is still definitely playing Kin much more than he is playing Kage. Uh, we already talked about uh, Daigo playing him quite a bit. Uh, Sako continues to put in time with him. So does Snake Eyes. Uh, generally, people seem to be looking at him instead of Akuma now. And I do think Akuma is still going to have fans as he's one of the most popular characters in the franchise. Uh, and I still think he's an okay enough character, but he's no longer like top two, right? Uh, and so based on who's playing who, uh, you could make a case that Kage is better than Akuma at this moment in time. Um, but I think we need more time to make that assessment fully. But but you've been playing him. Like, do you think he's better than Akuma? Or, or how do you feel he's shaking out? I think Kage is very solidly strong and fun, so that's also going to attract people to playing him. He's super stubby though still. He's got great walk speed, so that sort of makes up for it. And he's got a good variety of buttons to play footsies with that now, especially because they made his target combo uh, better, like, um, and you can and you can cancel it into his V skill, so that's kind of fun if you're using V skill too. He's He's got like buttons that he can use at various ranges that give him a fighting chance, but he's usually playing at a bit of a disadvantage when it comes to the range game. So, um, and, and he has lower than average health, although he did get the health buff, which is great, but he's still in like the second lowest tier category of health characters. And, um, so yes, he's solid. He's strong. I think a good player, like if Daigo sticks with Kage, I don't think he's going to win a ton like of, of events, but he'll have some really cool games and he's going to have to work. He's, he's still going to have to work harder than other characters. That's what it comes down to. Gotcha. And he's not going to have as much BS as other characters to like, he's going to have to earn hits and it's fun to do that. And if you're good enough, then you can actually make that a thing. Uh, look at Karen last season, probably Chun-Li this season and probably Karen this season as well. Karen got some nerfs, but it's like, well, don't whiff, which you're not supposed to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But Kage does that as well and he hits pretty darn hard and if you can end your combos in the right way you have to kind of learn some of these combos they're kind of crazy especially with the various combinations of v skills and v triggers and then mm-hmm. you watch what Sako's doing but you get all that stuff down and you can see the potential is really high when you earn those hits the thing is he might not do that as well as chun and he might not even like like be able to play the the rushdown game as well as like nikali people are putting that character up pretty high and i see no reason not to um and it's like you know, Nikali does, he still has to earn the in, but he's going to resort to like his jumping fierce and be having like a ground pound or the throw up and stuff to be able to like get in and then just go ham where Kage really has to be a little more honest in his, um, in his neutral place. So yeah. he's for the, he's for the players like Samurai. Like I want to see Samurai play Kage, something like that. He might just stick with Akuma, but like you'll get what you'll get out of Kage, what you put in. But you're going to have to put in a lot to really do well because you, you can't get hit too much and you have to earn those hits. And the characters that can just kind of go ham are going to do that. And you'll stifle it for a while, but are you going to stifle it every time? Because if you don't, then they get to Street Fighter Five rush down you, and that's mm-hmm. no bueno. So, Gotcha. Now, now, where would you have Kage in, in your tier rankings right now? Obviously, very Ooh, early. Like, got, uh, Would you have him in your top 10, or, or where would you put him at? I, I'm afraid to put him in top 10. And mm. I think a lot of people are entertaining that, but I think he's he's he got a ton of good stuff. Oh, and I got to say, uh, he, he's got some really dumb stuff, that, but, but a lot of it requires a lot of meter. Like, for instance, his demon. 
you have to play V Trigger 2 to get access to his demon, which is three bars and which gets rid of, you know, obviously the V Trigger 1 combos, things like that. Uh, but you can do standing medium kick, which usually is just a poke. And it plays right into his footsie game because it's, it's one of the tools that he'll use at certain ranges. But if you have demon on deck, meaning you have V Trigger 2 activated, or actually not because he can combo this. You can do standing medium kick and you can buffer demon in. And demon is, as for most people, for anyone that doesn't know, it's like the most inputs in any move I think is for, for demon because it's it's jab, jab, light kick, or jab, jab, forward, light kick, heavy punch. Right. So you have all those inputs to buffer and to watch and see if the standing medium kick hits. But if the standing medium kick hits, you can combo it into his demon and it's 430 damage. Oh, <laughs> And it's like the easiest confirm in the game, I think, maybe. It's it's definitely up there. So he has little things like that. and the Or put himself at negative two, and if you have demon, that's immediately a 400 damage mix-up. And if you try to jump away and he doesn't do the demon, he can follow you up. So he has some amazing situations like that. And those are the things that I think, above what I was just talking about, his honest play, if he can get into those situations and he has the meter to threaten with it, which is often going to be towards the end of the round... Maybe he thrives a little more, but again, he's still got to work most of the time harder than I think a lot of the other tiers to get the business started. So he might not be a favorite because it's like, eh, I could do that or I could spend a little less time perfecting the little things and a little more time on the stuff that's fun and explosive and, and gets me 50-50s into the wind. So, But I hope people play him because he's pretty cool and I think seeing him win will be very interesting. It'll be like exciting and the feeling of reward and pizzazz, he's got it all. So go Kage, but I'm I'm top top 15. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I also want to touch on what we're seeing from a few individuals, uh, less so the characters, but uh, Problem X is playing Abigail and Alex mostly. Um, he His usage favored Abigail, um, which is a character he used about half the time previously before Season 4. Um, in Season 4, he obviously switched mainly to Bison. Um, Alex was someone he, he used here and there over the years, uh, but it looks like he might actually be investing some solid resources into getting Alex to a decent spot overall. Again, I want to be very clear here that I don't think Alex is going to be some great character in Season 5, but he might be strong enough now to pull out in tournament and, and actually get some wins with him. Like, you know, hey, I've got a pocket Alex. He covers some matchups. He can do some stuff. And especially if you haven't labbed against the character, which is a lot of people, he, he's decent. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Problem X uh, is still playing, of course, Bison and then uh, a bit of Gil as well. Um, I don't think there are major takeaways from those characters beyond. Uh, he's still very clearly in the exploration phase. Um, but it's interesting to see, again, you know, what the Evo champion is looking at overall. So, yeah, for sure. All right, and then uh, lastly, or I should say almost lastly, second to last year, uh, Phenom, uh, he was split about 50-50 between Nikali and Karen. Uh, he might be developing a pocket G as well. Aha, uh -huh, yeah, another one, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, it makes a ton of sense given how strong the character is likely going to be in that, that this version of the game that, you know, again, we're going to be seeing him a lot. But uh, Phenom's usage looked very close to what we've seen from him previously. Uh, I highly doubt Karen has been reduced so far in power where she's not still quite strong. Um, she's not the character she was, but she's it's Karen. Uh, Punk is still using Karen. Uh, a bunch of other people are still using Karen. Um, if you jumped on the Karen bandwagon to exploit how strong she was, you might be hopping off. You know, you, you might not be along for that ride. But if you played her previously, uh, I don't think you need to drop her. She's still fine. You know, 
Um, yeah, I think Punk's messing around with Lucia too, though, right? Didn't he exact, say he feels yeah. like she's super good? Were you about to say that and I spoiled it? <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Um, uh, I, I think that Punk plays like half the cast at a competent level. And, yeah. and I, um, I'm i always very cautious with his usage in particular because like he'll go for months and he's like, oh yeah, like I have a pocket cami. It's like, how, how do you have a pocket cami that you're, you're randomly busting out tournament and doing she's really well? She's also one of the easiest characters to play. So. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but Punk's usage in particular is always, I'm really careful about about it because it's like I swear that guy could just randomly pick up a character and be as good as most of the pro players that use them like with five minutes of practice so yeah. but yeah it's not the case but it feels that way so sure and uh, lastly here, we have Bonchan. Um, he's not playing a lot overall, so I want to be careful um, talking too heavily about what he has. But uh, he actually looked like a fairly even split between Karen and Nash uh, when he did you know, play the game. Uh, and it's Nash was using uh, V-Skill 2, which is you know, the, the buffed up version of a Sonic Scythe, right? Um, so it's, it's good to see. It's like, yeah, most of the Karen players are still kind of there. Uh, you're seeing them you know, probably needing pocket characters now this time around. Um, but, but there it is. Cool. Yeah, I saw some footage of his Nash, and first of all, I'm surprised there's no Sagat, but I, I did also hear during like one of the Topanga talks that he's like, Sagat's, or maybe it was just during one of his streams, that Sagat's uh, V-Skill 2 is kind of like bad, and um, and I, I, didn't, I didn't hear him talking much about like the other aspects of the character. I know he got buffed, but he's, like you said, spending all of his time with like Nash and Karen, and then not a ton of time, although he, he man, he won Evo, and then he went 0-2 at... <laughs> at a Capcom Cup and Red Bull Kumite, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's just... Uh, maybe he's just kind of resetting for a little bit and taking a breather. But I, I did watch his Nash, and I don't know how good the character's going to be. There's a lot of still moving parts, and I don't know... That, that, that one is fairly uh, blurry to me still. But the moves that he was doing with the uh, the buffed-up V-Trigger was cool and flashy, so if that character does well, that, that's going to be a, a win for the esports side of things because... The, the, his movements and the way he hits you are very satisfying and cool and slick and ninja-like and scythe you know, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that the character looked cool. I, I know that for sure. But again, like I saw Bonchan play a few matches. He, he did well, but it's like, yeah, because well, he's Bonchan. Well, I don't know if that means the character is going to be amazing or not. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm uh, going back to Scott. I'm... I, I wish Sagat was better, and I still think he's he probably got organically better with the game being you know more geared towards the footsies and other stuff. But I mean, he was not highly played at all, and I think that Bonchan will eventually use more Sagat because it's like that's his character. And, and I mean, only Sagat really truly does Sagat stuff in Street Fighter Five. You know the high low fireball game, all that kind of stuff. Like that's it's legitimate, right? And, and I do think you can explore some stuff with V Trigger One now. Um, you know because they really did buff the heck out of it, and I, I think there's some usages uh, usage I should say for it. Um, but yeah, it's it's an, a kind of an unfortunate circumstance for him. I would Sagat was one of the characters that I was really hoping they would do more for instead of like buffing his sweep on whiff. <laughs> what you and I were like mind blowing. Well, why do you buff something on whiff? Like you're not supposed to whiff it. It's very punishable, and now it's less punishable. And that's that's a key buff for it's him. Just what an is- insult to Sagat, man. <sighs> it's like, yo, here you go. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I was really hoping for more, and I do think that you will see more people kind of migrate over to him because I think again he did get overall better because of how the game has shifted. Um, but I yeah, I agree with you. So. Sure, and and he might be one of those characters that it's just not worth playing. Even if he's better, he's still not amazing, and it's not really worth playing when you have so many other options. Yeah. But people that just enjoy the character, and that's certainly something Sagat has going for him, might play him. So he might get a little a little bit of a boost in popularity thanks to that. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Did we make it through the whole segment? Yeah, that's it. That's everything. All right. Well, I had a few things that I wanted to bring up. Um, more of just like, I think a lot of us are in this exploratory period. I know a lot of us are in that right now. And there are a lot of things that are popping up again that haven't popped up while you're kind of in your groove. But now that the game changed, anytime a new game comes out or if the game changes uh, significantly enough, you get into this. And one of the things we've already kind of talked about is that I'm playing Kage, whom I uh, I played before for a little while, but he kind of got... He, he wasn't going to get the job done, so I kind of let him go. And now that he's been buffed, I and, and I want to explore just kind of some new avenues and be ready for bans because we're going to get into that Street Fighter League stuff now a lot and, and things along those lines. Um, so I got to be, I got to have at least one pocket character. But I've been playing him and I've been like, you know, exploring different parts of the character and the the process as most people know is kind of kind of frustrating at first because your brain goes a lot faster than your hands do so you're testing out the character's normals and you're figuring out like the kind of the basic 50/50s of the character and by that i mean like how do i wh- where do i stand on stage so that i can be threatening with this but also be ready for you know like an anti air so i'm playing footsies and looking at the air and that's kind of like maybe where you start so little things like that figuring out the combos how, wh- what do you do if you get a crush counter what do you do when you have him in the corner what are his best um, you know, frame trap situations, things like that. And you learn it real quick because you've, I mean, I've been around doing this for a while. I see it, you know, I see Sako do it on the uh, on the stream or whatever. And I go, okay, no, that makes sense. But then it takes forever to get your hands to be able to do it. And I'm feeling frustrated and feeling like, man, I'm getting worse at this. I've been doing it for a while and, and I should be quicker. I, I should be better. The pros just like see it and they do it and such. And that's not happening for me. There's one combo that Sako was doing with V-Trigger 1 um, and V-Skill 2 where he would pop you up and then DP into teleport, DP and teleport, and then eventually do a, a super at the end. And it was really cool and he, it, was, it was awesome and I wanted to try to do it. And um, so I saw Sako do it and then I had to go into training and it didn't work at all, but I had to figure out what strength of DPs they were and I kind of did and it went from impossible to, oh, okay, I was just doing the wrong strength of DP and and it was a process and it took, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes, but eventually I finally got the combo and I was very excited and it's like, cool, yeah, well, at least I, I did it. And then I went online and lost a bunch and that was great. But anyways, uh, skip to the next day, I'm looking around for, you know, seeing what's going on in the world of Daigo and FGC translated in Sako and Daigo has also been playing Kage and he's been looking at Sako videos directly <laughs> while on his stream and I'm watching Daigo practice stuff in training mode and doing the exact same things and having the exact same problems that I am he's practicing like doing a certain um like like frame trap where he can either go into axe kick or he can go into fireball because you can interrupt the axe kick. But if they learn that you can interrupt it, then you start doing fireball and that catches them. But even that Daigo is like not being able to do consistently um, at first. And he's like, this is kind of stupid or this is hard. And then he goes and he's watching Sako stream. And I kid you not, he sees Sako do the exact same combo that I just talked about. He pauses it and goes, I'm going to practice that combo. That looked cool, just like I did. And so I'm watching Daigo going through the exact motions and the 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 video that i watched was edited so it like cut from attempt to attempt so a lot of the time was taken out so i don't know how long it took him but he was like this is impossible and then he figures out that the dp strengths that he needs to use are are different and he starts doing it and he starts to get it oh okay and all this and then he's like this, this is like i'll never be able to do this and he's saying things right. exactly what's going through my head and i'm like the only difference between me and daigo 
is the amount of time that Daigo puts into this. And that's not 100% true. Uh, you know, players that are, some players just have a knack for this. Some players have vision. Some players have faster reactions and such. But the point was, is that I am not as different from the pros and from Daigo as I feel like I am when I'm having a hard time practicing this new stuff. They go through the same stuff, but then they press through and they sharpen it up. And the Daigo that you see on his stream, if you watch, he's laughing and he's screwing up and he's he's telling himself how dumb he is. He's like a real human being, yeah. but he does that enough so that when he gets up on the stage, he can be Daigod. You know, and he's just so stoic and so ready for every situation, despite how much pressure there is. Um, and so, and that's not just me. When I say me, I don't just mean John. I mean everybody. Like that's that's exactly that's just humans. You know, for the most part, some people have little advantages here and there. But point is, you can do it. So I wanted to share that because it was encouraging to me that Daigo's a human just like me, and that means I'm capable of doing bigger things than I think I am. And same goes for you. That's a really good story, and people should definitely keep that in mind. But my takeaway from this is Sako sucks, and I hate him because his execution's too damn good because I've watched him for years do Monat combos, and I'm just like, you know what, dude? I ain't even going to try that, man. I don't even want to know how you did it, what you're doing. And real talk, I was watching him at Capcom Cup, and I swear I wasn't even watching the matches. I was just watching that bastard sit there and hammer away on his joystick, and I'm just like, well, how's he doing it? How's he doing it? Seriously, the, almost every match that he had, I was just sitting there freaking watching his hands going, okay, so that's what he's doing. Oh, okay, yeah. I, he's Sako. He's amazing. <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the fighting game gods for a reason. And the yeah. dude doesn't win. Have you seen when's the last time Sako won a tournament? Like he does every once in a while. Maybe right. maybe one a year. But he's like always there in like Evo top 8 or this or that. Like 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 the dude shows up for sure. I want him to win. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um but anyway, that's my my you can be just like Daigo story. The other one thing that I wanted to make sure to get to is what I was referencing earlier. And that is a very important thing to keep in mind while we're digesting all of this new information. The whole Chun-Li thing. Um, it was when 801 Strider brought up that people are probably being a little bit too excited about Chun, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And to remember that she's got these bad matchups, that other people have been buffed. That's something that I have to remind myself of too. Because like I'm, I'm listing off how many great things are happening for a certain character. And I got to go, yeah, but this kind of stuff happened to a lot of characters. And yeah. people are are still questioning and still immediately excited about a lot of things and things will eventually settle there will be a top 10 but it's hard to predict because there have been a lot of changes so it's very hard to, to, to like iron things down right now the movement toward footsies and whiff punishing is important and people are terrified of like chun li we were talking about because she's got this she's like the new karen in that she's got that low forward into the knockdown and it's really strong and it doesn't even take meter you know and and she gets oki off of it like that's scary there's a lot of of power in that but i'm still not certain that the footsies game will be strong enough in in this version of the game if it's still just do it like the just do it's special moves are reign, reigning supreme then it's going to be more dictated by that. And the characters that are strong at that are going to actually float e- more easily towards the top than the ones that have to, like Kage, work for it. And that, I, it's one thing if it's if you have to work for it, but you can get it, and that's valid enough for people to pursue it, that's really exciting. Because then, even if someone's strong, that's why I didn't have much problem with Karen, because even if someone's strong, you still have to work for it. And, and we can appreciate that. Like, that's why we go to 
major like sporting events or we go and we watch people do these things because when we see them overcome certain obstacles we look at them in awe and we go oh i can appreciate how hard that is and they did it right and and that's what the developers i believe are trying to push towards uh this game more towards and that's great but if G can just pop B trigger one and 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 rush punch into fireball until it doesn't until it hits and then go crazy on you and we're skipping over the significance of all that whiff punishing and footsie play, then it's all kind of for naught and that will directly affect these characters that have been buffed in that specific way. Like maybe it's not as powerful, you know. Maybe it's the knife in the gunfight and it's like it's great. And when you do end up in a hand to hand combat during this gunfight, and that'll happen every so often, you'll be in an advantage. But really, everyone else is fighting primarily with guns, so good luck. That might be the case. I'm not saying it is. I hope it's not. And and it's it's going to be varied. You know, it's going to be the case to an extent. But just make sure to consistently think about that when assessing the changes, looking at them and analyzing. Like just because someone, you know, like Laura's walk speed got better, great. But is is that going to matter in the in the big picture? You know, something like that. So, um, just something that I've been having to remind myself to filter all this new information through just because we're not sure yet. Yeah, there's so much information and we have, um, uh, we're working hard behind the scenes to again, try to filter this information down for our, you know, readers and listeners and try to get it digestible. Because there's even for us, it's overwhelming, you know, and and so if you don't follow, you know, the community and fighting games as much as we do, which is, you know, few and far between, I mean, it's it's got to be insanity. So we're trying to continue to unpack it. But that's very sound advice, sir. Yeah. And this would be, again, the reason that Rashid could still be good, too, because yes. he was nerfed in that other arena. But it's like, oh, you made his knife smaller. Yeah, but he still has a bazooka, something yeah. like that. <laughs> the hidden bazooka with Rashid. Of course he has one, right? Like, <laughs> we never knew it. but uh, It's one of those annoying yeah. air cannons that yeah. shoots wind. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so um, we actually had a mailbag segment uh, came in from uh, Giles. Oh, uh, yeah. And- That's not all I got. <laughs> Uh, did you want to read that? Or, no, go, or, uh, go for it, yeah. All right, I got it. Oh, but I, I navigated away from it, so I'm going to have to scroll back to it. But don't worry, I found it. Uh, yes, from G- Giles, Giles. I want to say Giles because it's fighting game, but you're probably right, it's Giles. Anyway, however you pronounce your name. Hey, love the podcast. I listen every week. Just wanted your opinion on Honda. I am a very casual, or I am a casual player, but I do enjoy the FGC, and I love watching tournaments. I have two kids, so playing is a rare event relate there one of us mm-hmm. um one why is honda such a rare sight at tournaments i love playing him never thought i would and i think he's pretty strong i'm just a gold though so i know my opinion isn't exactly solid anyways love the podcast i'll be listening giles or giles um so honda i played him for a little while and didn't really stick with him but i have played against him a handful of times and seen some stuff with him I can't say that I have a definitive answer, but I can take a crack at it. And my basic takeaway from watching this character is that he he's, first of all, I think he's really well done for what they want out of this type of character. You, Honda's one of those characters that usually isn't the best, and when he is, it's kind of a problem because he's a little weird. So he's one of those sort of guests, if you have to have a best and a worst character, sometimes he's the worst, but at best, he's like somewhere in the mid, maybe the high mid tiers. And I think that's sort of where he's landing right now. It might be that what he got is not good enough to trump what others got and they'll they'll kind of leave him in the dust, but he's he's a good, decent, like, can get the job done in certain ways character. Um, but he's odd and different. And I think that the other, like, 
like as is usually the case with Honda, the crazy good stuff that's that's good in the game um, usually beats him. Like the Shoto style usually beats him, and there's always going to be like a strong kind of Shoto presence, you know, at some degree, especially if Akuma's in the game. Um, so he hits like a truck. I've seen some amazing combos with V skill two hands and, and like loops into hands and then into like him being still next to you. So you have to deal with a 50 50. And if that goes his way, then you're stunned and in the corner and, and he can really melt you down. Um, and, and he seems to have the tools to decently deal with just about any situation if he's ready for it. It's just that a lot of his tools save for him hitting like a truck are probably not as good and not as opportunity forming as other characters. I think you'll have some gimmicks, especially with butt splashes and, and headbutt distances and, and things along those lines that people have to get used to. And because he's not so popular, it's people won't be as ready for him. So if you see a random Honda that's actually pretty, not like a random playing Honda, but like a Honda that just suddenly pops up in tournament doing well, he might get away or she might get away with some stuff too because you don't see the character as much. Um, so, but, but it's like, he can do these things and he can try to make reads and he can, he has a little bit of uh, goofy stuff that once you lab probably doesn't work very well. Um, and, and he can, like I say, he can get the job done. It's just that a lot of other characters can probably do that stuff more efficiently than him. And, uh, I, I don't know, have a little more pizzazz. Honda's definitely got a seat at the street fighter table as one of the OGs, but He's not everybody's cup of tea, you know, and, and for, for various reasons, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to have him. I think he's cool. But, um, yeah, so that might be why people don't play him as much. And I would say he's he's probably going to be mid-tier. And, and at this point, because we're still not sure, he could swing to being high-mid or low-mid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. To me, Hondo's very new. And when you're new and not uber-powerful, I think people aren't going to use you that much. And I think he's good enough to play in tournament and win some matches and have some solid placements. I have seen some people using Honda. You know, it's like he's not completely off the radar for people, right? Um, but I don't think he's strong. Um, but he can have some solid matchups and do well. Uh, and to give an example of that, let's say like Sako switched off of all the characters he plays in, in mains Honda, right? I think he'd actually get some high-end placements consistently, but he's probably a bit too hard to maximize to the extent the pros that would you know the pros would like to get like super great results with him consistently right um i think he's got a decently high basement but a midish to low like ceiling if that makes any sense at all like it's just his his potential doesn't seem to be strong enough for him to be like a pro level um competitive character now that said you get the right person using him. You get, you know, um, a very high-end Honda player, and he might shock the earth, you know, and be like, hey, uh, this character everyone's sleeping on, look what we just saw with Laura. Uh, if you told me that Honda, um, this current Honda is as good as season four Laura, I'd say, okay, you know, I mean, I'm not going to debate you against that. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, and say, like, you're totally wrong, I should say. I, I, I can't immediately discount that, right? I haven't put enough time into him as, you know, we talked about he's new. Um, you know, that's a good part about characters like Honda is you can really put your stamp on the character if you, you know, grind away at them. You can prove people are are sleeping on a character just much like Idom did with Laura uh, and, and, you know, really show them up. But from what I've seen, unfortunately, I do have to agree with the assessments of the character that I don't think he's particularly strong. I think he's probably one of the lower tier characters, honestly, in season five. Um, I, I just I kind of hoped there would be more with him. But I think that where he really lacks is like um, 
he his defensive capabilities aren't so strong that they're really game changers in Street Fighter V, where they can really dissuade people from actually just going in on him hardcore. I think those tools are there, and I think they're good. I just don't think they're strong enough where he's just going to be able to beat you down for trying to do it. Um, I, I think he mostly catches people by surprise. Um, I think he's solid enough to, to win matches and do what he does, but I just don't think he's good enough to be a high-on-the-radar character. And Honda often has bad matchups just because of his design. Like when Honda was one of the best characters in the game in Super Street Fighter 4, that was because one, he did amazing damage, but also he had a DP in his headbutt that worked as an anti-air, although you, you could just do the light version, you didn't have to do the EX um, for, for anti-air, but you could. Um, and then it also worked as a wake-up DP, and it was safe on block so he had like as soon as he had a bar of meter he had to get off of me but i say that to say like how how incredibly powerful is a safe dp right Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um but he needed that to be the best in the game Mm -hmm. and it's like what character it's 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 hard to give a character a safe dp and not make them the best in the game suddenly especially you know you give them one or two other little things and good job you're ggs mm-hmm. so he, that's an example of like and i know he's been super good in um i think he's been super good in like other games like was it like something like the alphas or something like that or a, or a uh, cbs the street fighter or, 2 series he's had moments where he's been extremely good yeah it's um, um super street fighter 2 turbo he was generally regarded as the best character if you didn't have a fireball if you had a fireball you messed him up pretty good um but um, uh, he beat everyone without a fireball with the classic Honda saying. Oh, okay. So uh, he has his moments for sure. I don't think this is one of them, mm-hmm. but maybe. But yeah. yeah. And again, it's a, it, it's this is a brand new character. You know, it, we could be, everyone could be proven wrong about this guy. You know, it's, 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 this is what we're seeing. Um, and we can only kind of judge what we see unless we like actively play the character and, you know, actively playing 39 characters at a high level is impossible for everyone, except for Punk, who can miraculously just pick anyone up and go crazy with them. But, um, it's, it's, but this is a beauty. Uh, the beautiful part of fighting games is if you think people are wrong, like prove them wrong. And like, even if you know you're a gold rank or whatever, you can still do damage to, to high end players. Um, I'm not going to name names here, but I, I have ran across multiple pro level players who are very good. And my usage of Manas V Trigger 2 has thrown them for loops. They're like, what the heck is this? What are you doing? I have no idea how to counter this, and I'm blowing them up with it left and right. And and it's that's just one move for one character, right? You've got a whole you know character that that people have not explored heavily, and if you can get them to a very high level, you can catch a lot of people off guard and, and do quite a bit of damage. So, you know what? I just came up with a great esports halftime like event. You get Punk and Infiltration. They play a first to five, and every single game they both have to random select. <laughs> You're welcome, esports people. Take that one to the bank. I would, I would do that. You got to incorporate some Pocky in there too, and, and then we've got it. So, but yes. bring in bring in the sponsors. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, that's gonna wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you soon. I feel much less salty than I did at the beginning of the podcast. So, yeah. thanks everybody yeah. for helping me out. I was hoping I could increase the salt, but I failed. So that's all right. So. <laughs>